You are listening to ComedySlamRadio.com. From our studios to the world, we bring you the finest in quality entertainment. So pop some popcorn, grab a smooch buddy, and settle in for another fine show. From ComedySlamRadio.com. You are live with Let's Be Frank with Dave Frank. Welcome to another great show. This week we have Alyssa in the studio with us. Hello. Alyssa Bissonette. Yes. How are you doing? Rather well. How are you? Not too bad. Excited to have you here. Sorry, it smells like 65 men in here. Smells like a boy's locker room. (laughs) What girl doesn't love that? Uh, Do you love it? I love it. There you go. That's all that matters. As long as you love it. You're the only girl that matters tonight. So... Tonight, a little bit, we have uh, John Clark calling in. He's from out in L.A., done okay. a comedy for 10, 15-plus years, done some movies and some TV. But we're going to speak to him probably in about five or ten minutes, but we want to concentrate on some of the things you've been doing first. Um, I know you have some plans in the next few months to take it up to New York and kick a little ass. Yeah, my intention is to uh, utilize New York as a... Um I guess a, a, a growing point in, in my uh, comedy career, and in that I'll, I'll be able to get on more stages uh, than I ever will down here. Uh, there's just, just plenty more stage time and uh, more opportunity to grow as a, as, as a comic on stage. That's really what I want. Yeah, we were talking about it a little before. I mean, you can probably get on any open mic stage in Tampa at least one night a week, but... In New York, you could probably hit three to five a night. That's what I hear. They they say at at least three, if not five, and they start so early and they run real late. And you know, you can pretty much, uh, you know, you can hone the craft a lot faster up there than you ever will down here. So that makes sense. That excites me. <laughs> now, did you know Sam Rosen? Sam Rosen went up there mm-hmm. about a year ago. He was local area comic. Uh, did a lot of openings with. Uh, coconuts and he's been up there for about a year year and a half now yeah. and yeah he's pretty good I mean, he hasn't come back yet so that's always a good sign park bench must be keeping him warm you know those trash bags they really cut the wind you <laughs> yes know? they, they do. Really do so you've been doing comedy it's almost on and off for almost 10 years now because uh, you, you had I mean, a little stint there and then you took some time off yeah it's, I, I, I don't necessarily discount that uh, initial time in comedy I, I did learn a lot but um I really threw myself into it after the hiatus I had. I, so I started when I was 20. I started in Gainesville, uh, Florida, and they had a really fantastic comic scene up there. They were uh, there was just such a strong camaraderie between comics that um, it was it was truly a, a great foundation for what um, for where I stand now in comedy. It really taught me a lot. All right, now let's be frank. Let's be frank. At 20 years old, what made you decide to try comedy? Would you believe I just kind of fell into it? Yes, but I want Just to hear weird, how big the hole was. Enough. Did it hurt when you crashed? What happened? <laughs> uh, no, I, I can't say I share that that story in common with uh, other uh, new comics. I it, weirdly enough, it, it kind of happened with through an ex boyfriend of mine. Um, you know, he and I were hanging out one night and. Uh, he turned to me and said, hey, I'm thinking about trying stand-up, which, you know, just came out of the blue and shocked me, but I was interested in just seeing what he was going to do with it. Right. But went out to um, what was a comedy workshop, which is, you know, when a group of comics come in, they kind of hash out their material in front of one another. Well, it was also an, an invitation, a, a kind of a, a way of 
meeting new comics in the area and an orientation, if you will, sure. if, you, if you're new to the area. Uh, so the, the whole group did their thing. They went up in front of one another, and then all of a sudden they all looked at me. I was the last person in the room. They said, hey, what do you got? I go, uh, <laughs> I'm not here to do this, you know? And uh, I said, it's really about him. And they go, well, well you know, you thinking yeah. about it? And he, he turned them and said, hey, she's really funny. And they go, bring something in. I came in the following week, hashed out a few minutes up, up in front of them. They, they loved it. They said, hey, you're funny. Try it out. So yeah. I, I went and did their first open mic, and then um, I did not bomb. That's great. I got laughs, and uh, that's that's when the drug hit my vein, and I said, "Okay, this is this is it." Hook me up, five year yeah. dealer. Yeah, it was cool. That's great. Yeah. Now, recently, I, I mean, I've known of you in in Tampa comedy scene, but over the last couple of months, I've met you because you started your own open mic room. I did. Uh, I feel that this area lacks in uh, not only available stages for new comics, but it also uh, kind of it really lacks that that camaraderie that I think should belong in the comedy scene. And I really think that Tampa Bay could utilize um, something like that. It, it's more opportunity for us to not only um, come together and and discuss issues in the area regarding comedy or opportunities, mm -hmm. but it's also a way of um, really getting everyone to, uh, you know, you know, like I said, just kind of get a feel for the scene altogether. And Definitely. And meet everybody and... Now that club is it's in Dunedin. It's, it's a, in Dunedin. It's Bowser's. It's or? called Bowser's Bar and Grill. It, or, no, I'm sorry, I apologize. It's not a grill anymore, but it's Bowser's Bar, and uh, it's on Douglas Ave, just south of Maine. And is there a this, phone number? Just this little bar. Um, I'm sure I do have one, but I'd have to look at my stuff in order to get that. So. All right. Well, we'll we'll look at that. We'll get it out there before mm -hmm. the end of the show for some people for Bowser's. You can find it on Facebook though. It's uh, B A U S E R Bowser's. And you run it, is it the third or the last Tuesday of every month? It's become the last Tuesday of every month. It's just a one once a month open mic night, and everyone is welcome to come in and sign up. And uh, I will have to obviously keep it at a certain number in yes. order to make for a good a good tight show. But And you're yeah. also going to eventually have to pass that torch along to somebody that you trust when you're moving on up to New York. Yes. Maybe I can throw that in your hands, Dave. Oh, I don't know. These are huge <laughs> hands, but... <laughs> We'll have to worry about that when it comes time. You might not like me by the end of the show. Uh, I think I'll love it. All right. I'll love it. But that, we do have Bowser's. Uh, their next open mic is uh, this coming Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the 27th, I want to say. All right. Yeah. Uh, and it's at 9. Yes, it's 27th. And it's going to be at 9 o'clock. So get there early to sign up. All right. And we have, uh, actually, trying. next week we have your buddy Bob Burron. My good friend, Bob. Yeah, Bob is... <laughs> And for people who don't know Bob, Bob's a comedian, and he also is the booker at one of the better clubs, I think, in the Tampa area. Uh, it's kind of more Palm Harbor, but Snapper's Grill. Yeah. Great place on Friday and Saturday nights to go for comedy. I can't I can't speak highly enough of not only Side Splitter, I mean, I'm, I was about to say Side, uh, Snapper's, but uh, also Sharif, the guy who owns it. Mm -hmm. um, He's a sweetheart, really takes care of his comics, allows them to eat, and, you know, you got a couple of beers on you know, yeah. have a good time, and then uh, Maybe Bob is, Bob, yeah, and then Bob is that just beautiful person that just, he just, he's so open to new comics, and mm -hmm. he's, he's so cool about just, um, just his excitement for comedy alone mm -hmm. is, is what gives you the energy to, like, just come out with a great show, and I'm telling you, every time I walk in that room, I just, I, I feel good about, um, being a comic. They, they make there you, you go. feel good. Yeah. But. All right. Well, hey, I think we have John Clark on the line, so we're going to go ahead and bring him in. 
John, you with us? Hey, what's up, Mr. Frank? How you doing? Not too bad. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Doing Good. all right. We also have Alyssa Bissonette here in the studio with us today, John. Well, hello. Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? Pretty groovy. Hey, John. Nice. You guys got a little yes, something. Sir. Is there what? I said yes, sir. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so you guys got a little bit in common. You're, I know you, we were talking a little bit earlier. You're going to be heading up to New York to be doing some shows, and Alyssa in the next few months is going to be thinking of making some big moves up there. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm actually I'm going to the East Coast. I'm not going up to New York. I used to do that, like, you know, I'd go up to New York every, like, two or three months for a couple weeks. But uh, this time I'm going to be up on the East Coast working in uh, – Northern Virginia, Baltimore, and D.C. area. Oh, okay. Nice. I thought, I thought you said you were going to New York. My fault. I heard, I oh, heard no Virginia, worry. specifically Richmond, I heard, has a really good scene uh, for comedy. Have you been there yet? Yeah, Richmond's, Richmond's fun. It's a, it's a cool place. There's a lot of really nice comics and stuff up there. I went to uh, college there, so like I kind of started there a little bit in stand-up. I started in Dallas, but then moved to Virginia when my pops got sick, so. Very cool. How, so, so there's probably a pretty good solid circuit in that area, considering it's kind of a hot spot, big cities. Yeah, yeah. And the East Coast is really nice because unlike uh, unlike the West Coast, like here you have to travel forever to uh, go anywhere. But on the East Coast, you can really make a decent living just hopping from city to city, you know. And it's a it's a really wonderful thing. They pay a lot more on the East Coast than they do here in the West Coast. It's more like showcases and stuff. So you might have made the right decision about going to New York. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm just... Well, you're in L.A. now, right? Yes, sir. And you pretty much traveled all throughout the country doing comedy? Yeah, yeah. I've been pretty much everywhere doing it, you know? It's been a, it's been a nice journey. I've enjoyed it. Which is your favorite cities, or is there like a favorite chain club, whether it's the Improv or a Bonkers, is there a favorite club you like or a favorite city you like to play in? Uh, you know something? Uh, speaking of Richmond, the Richmond Funny Bone is a, is a beautiful club. And then up in D.C., there's Riot Act, which is a new club, but it's, it's really nice. And let's see. And, of course, like my favorite place, the the place that I love is the comedy store because the comedy store is sort of here in Los Angeles is like this uh you know you walk on the stage and Pryor's been on there and Robin Williams and even before like Pryor and Williams you know with Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin and it's just like it's so full of history and wonderfulness that it's like oh you know people have been shot there by the mob and all kinds of debauchery and wonderful things have happened there you know <laughs> so I, I was asking uh Alyssa before and i try to ask everybody what brought them to try the stage out for this first time Alyssa's was almost by accident she went there in support of her boyfriend at the time and she wound up doing stage time does he does your boyfriend even still do comedy your ex-boyfriend still do comedy i honestly could not tell you all right. So she's doing good, and we don't know what happened to him. Meaning I haven't really heard much of him in the scene, so I have no, I, I don't believe so. There you go. So what brought you to comedy first? Uh, really, really, I haven't had any choice. My pops was a warden in the prison system, so we kept moving everywhere. And anywhere that I went, there was always a stage or there was a, uh, a baseball, you know, diamond. And so, like, I was like, ah, oh, I got to. 
I got to do what I love, and I've always loved that. And I remember, like, sixth grade being on the piano and just having the entire party gather around me, even though I couldn't play piano. I think I was doing, like, Stevie Wonder, you know, a la Eddie Murphy at the time, just all, <laughs> you know, maestro, you know. But it was a, it's a wonderful, beautiful thing to have laughter come at you and hit you with those energy waves, and it's just like this uh, give and take that's, so uh, organic and it's just ah, oh, it's beautiful. So I don't know exactly what got me up on stage the first time, uh, but whatever it was, it was it was magical. <laughs> well, luckily you had a good time and you had some laughs, or you got some laughs, or you wouldn't still be doing it. But you, you're close oh, cool. to the twenty year mark now, right? I'm what. You're close to the twenty year mark or over fifteen years uh, in the business? I've been getting I've been getting paid doing comedy since uh May twenty third, nineteen ninety five. So I'm kind of I'm kind of right there, you know. That's good. Almost there. But the first uh the first few years were I was with an improv troupe, which you know, a lot of stand ups are like, Oh my gosh, improv <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but as long as you can get a laugh and we were we were funny, man. We were funny. Like we'd come in and we'd We'd rock it, and it wouldn't be about oh, and now scene, you know, give me a give me a profession. It wouldn't be like that. It would be it's about it's about the funny, and that's when I really learned how to because because we were we were called Section Eight, and we were so good, like it, it was just ways and ways of laughter. So uh, you know, I've been doing stand up now for it's going to be ten years coming up soon, but uh, that's what I had to like base my my stand-up, the waves of laughter I got with all of these funny, incredible people around me. And then it was just me up on stage. And now I've gotten to where I can get that same sort of wave going with the audience. So it's a, it's, I, I love stand-up, so I sound cheesy, but it really is just an amazing thing. You know, you're in charge of your life, you're in charge of that moment, and all you have to do is be there and be where you are and just entertain the folks, and it's incredible. You know, my only my only qualms with the uh, improv troops uh, ha has just been the the history and the experience behind it. We used to uh, have this open mic out in Orlando, and it was just held in this really little tiny, you know, those little privately owned coffee shops. You know, mm -hmm. those really cool little eclectic kind of scenes. And um, there, they we did a an open mic and it was followed by the improv troupe, and they would come in and stand at the back of the room with their arms crossed. And just talk so much crap about us. And you could just, you know, if you're close enough to hear them, they're just saying all these things about it. They were very pretentious, very, uh, you know, and then they'd go up and then, you know, they just, that's the only experience I've had. But I am fascinated by uh, the idea of it. And yeah. um, uh, I was just curious to know, like, you know, how much do you utilize um, improv in your in your stand-up? I mean, do you, do you go off the cuff a lot, or do you use certain formulaic uh, kind of uh, ways of doing your stand-up that kind of an deal with improv? Uh, you know what improv did for me? Uh, first of all, let me say the guys that were standing in the corner sitting at you judgmental, they weren't laughing at your jokes. They probably sucked as an improv True, They probably weren't funny. <laughs> they were probably, like, defensive about the funny, and that's the way. Like, honestly, 98% of improv troops aren't very funny you know and then if they are they're really funny and what right. i took out of improv 
was th- this freedom. Uh, and, and it's the same thing. Like when I came here, I've been in, in LA for almost five years now. And, uh, you know, I would stay for the first three years, I'd stay at the comedy store until three o'clock in the morning. And one of the things when you stay late at night at the comedy store that it teaches you is it gives you that freedom. So it was very interesting to, it was like, it was like this relaxing thing to be like, Oh, you, you've got it. Just, just relax and just do it. That's what they're doing. You know, as far as like going off and I love like like Bill Hicks says, you know, your act is something you fall back on when you don't have anything funny to say, you know, so that's kind of like, that's, that's what a, an improv allows you to do. It allows you to be free and just go after the funny in the room. Right. Definitely cool. I actually, uh, in the last couple of weeks, I've been getting more interested in the improv. Uh, there's some people both that here that have shows that do uh, improv and improv troops. One of them probably did uh, the Charming Hooligans was around for many years and they just took a brief break and they just came back. But uh, that's Chris Gorgeous. And I went and watched a reunion show and I had never been to an improv show aside really? from watching Whose Line Is It Anyway on TV. But uh, <laughs> they did like eight or nine different games or situations and it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. It was very, uh, there was a lot of audience participation everybody was cheering and laughing i mean they really had a great time right. it wasn't like any other comedy show i've ever been to and yeah from- it's really interesting when you get in you know because it becomes a whole like you know stand up is more like you're on stage and you're the you're the you're the spearhead of the of the entertainment and then the, an improv show is more like a shared thing you know now, do you think, and I spoke to two people, uh, we actually had Martin Short on the radio last week, and the other gentleman by the name of Chris Gorgeous, who's part of the Charming Hooligans, we were talking, and he tells me, you know, really, it, just like with Martin, the doing the improv sketches and all that really helped them to sharpen and tighten up their comedy, so when they when they were done, they were so much more confident on stage, they didn't have the the awkward fear of the silence or anything, it really helped improve their game. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I think any time that you can get on stage, any stage time, will do that. You know, and like you know, you, with improv, you're jumping off without a net most of the time, and so you know, it's it's a thing. Is it weird that I absolutely love doing that on stage? But <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the way it should. Just, that's why you've gone further than your ex-boyfriend. Yeah, you no harness, no again. helmet. You know. There you go. Just uh, I, I appreciate the body trophies or bruises uh, I get. You know, just throwing myself out there. Now, Alyssa, your comedy is kind of not dirty or raunchy, but kind of suggestive. It's very fun, playful. I wouldn't. Yeah, I was like, I'd prefer not to even put those words in the same sentence as my act because right. uh if anything it's it's meant to lead away uh from what already is out there in the way of right. raunchy dirty females and so I'm, how do you how do you like to be described what, i like to be described be? as um uh, i guess uh cleverly suggestive and um playfully naughty it's more that it's it's all in what i don't say it's all it's all tongue-in-cheek it's mm-hmm. it's very so you know like i said it's the twinkle in the eye it's you know it's it's the way I speak around the thought, right. but it's in your head. It's that you finished it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's all in how I lead you up to it, but never quite say it. There you uh, go. Yeah, all innuendo. <laughs> how about yourself, John? What's your comedy like? Are you live out there? Are you talking dirty? What are you doing? Uh, you know something. I think that I can 
I can be clean or I can go dirty, but it's uh it's kind of high energy ish. Uh, it's not it's not Dane Cook. Hopefully, I'm saying some stuff. You know what I mean? But <laughs> not that Dane's not because you know he definitely has his voice and everything. Uh, but mine's high energy and it's it's fast paced and some of it is uh, wordplay. You know, uh, pretty much. And I have one liners too. I have like. I have so many beautiful influences in my life as far as the people in the comics that I've met, and I try to take pieces of all of them and throw them up there, you know, and then hopefully I come out me, <laughs> whatever that is. Constant, I'm constantly working on, you know. It's a constant, uh, it's a constant metamorphosis of what I am on stage, and it's different all the time. You know what, I, I, I can completely empathize with that. I've been finding everything you're speaking of as far as your, your stage presence and your manner um, very similar to mine, in fact. Uh, there's a lot of energy, but then again, sometimes I can just stay still and when it comes to certain parts. But I really like to throw in a physicality to my uh, to my act, you know? I kind of yeah, like I've that. Seen you. You're all over the stage. Yeah. Your arms are flailing. In I the love air. it. I, mi- I miss that old school. Um, physical female i don't see that out there anymore that goofy girl that's just willing to throw herself out there and just let go for the sake of comedy and be willing to you know contort her face and maybe make it less attractive and who cares you know you're making people laugh and uh you know some of my influences have been lucille lucille ball gilda radner uh carol burnett you know Uh, just miss those miss those and what do we have now these dirty talking raunchy sarcastic just nasty females that are just the ones that are really stand out in the in in the crowd right now unfortunately um you know they're you're looking to bring a little bit of class back yeah you know like the maria banfords the the kathleen madigans um you know just just to mention a couple of current female comics that i'm i'm very much like you know just i appreciate right uh you know it's just it's i want that back i want that back for the females you know out there i know for me when uh the first comedians I watched as a kid, and I still love them today, are uh, not that they're with us, but uh, Red Skelton, yeah. George Burns. If I could grow up to be a tenth of the comedian that George Burns was, Shoot. I'd be a happy guy. We could all dream, yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, but, hey, what what is your what is your comedy like, Dave? What uh, is it like? As of right now, it's all fat fat jokes and self deprecating humor. Yes, I've seen uh. David. Yeah, he's all about it. He, he goes, he actually, I introduced you the last two times. He's come out to the open mic at Bowser's. Uh, yeah, as Fat Davey. Fat, he preferred, he wanted to go on stage as Fat Davey. So. Well, I got the whole Fat Davey song and all yeah. that. Yeah. And, and things right. got better for me. When, you know, like with everybody, if you go up there and you try to tell stick or shtick, you're, you're going to get some laughs. But finding your voice is important. And I am a fat guy so if I avoid telling jokes about fat guys everybody's gonna be like how come he hasn't told a fat guy joke yet well actually makes sense I mean walking in as a new comic um, the first thing you really do is kind of address what kind of got you there you know I mean we 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 draw from our pain we draw from our our experiences and you know it's 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 a way of are you saying it's painful being a fat guy it's painful just being made fun of in a general way you know especially making fun of yourself it's it's kind of calling out that pain and personally and you know it's you know we've all come from some place that it's it's a therapy it's therapeutic you know it's acceptance and uh in the best of forms it's it's pure laughter and joy and what better way to you know call out your faults and have them be laughed at and with you know and 
you see most, and I'm sure John, you can attest to it. Most of the more, or most of the famous comedians, or people that are somewhat successful, mm-hmm. they they don't go out there to tell jokes anymore. They tell stories about their life. They cross right. over. I'm in the process of learning how to incorporate more stories of my life aside from just the fact that I'm a fat guy and how people can tell it. Mm. How long did it take you to cross over, John? You know, from the beginning telling shtick to incorporating real life experiences. Uh, I think, I think the moment that stands out the most to me is uh, my my father died, and uh, right before he died, <laughs> like the day before I, he died, I uh, I scratched his balls, you know, and uh, and uh, I I told the story of that, and I was getting laughs throughout the whole thing, and then at the very very last part, I said. Uh, and the next day he died, and I got this huge laugh from the audience. I mean, it was the most painful moment of my life up to now, you know. But when I said the next day that he died, which is, it was so it was so crazy to get this wonderful laughter, you know. But my dad wanted me to do that. Like, we were moving him, and he passed gas, and he's like, oh, more material for John. And I'm like, Dad, I would never do that. And he looked me right in the eyes, and he's like, you'll make it funny. You know, and so like that gave me permission to talk about something that like just rips my soul. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. rips it out, and to be able to talk about it and make it funny. And at that moment, when I got that laugh, that allowed me the freedom to talk about anything. And honestly, after you scratch your dad's balls, man, you're a good human being. It doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> I've only done life. it for no, boyfriends. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I give you um, uh, endless credit for that. I mean, that's that's incredible that you could uh, not only bring that topic to stage, but just lay it out as plainly and simply as you did. And uh, you know, considering how the audience responded, I mean, you have that right there. It's their acknowledgement. I mean, they may have not even been aware that you may have been telling the truth, but just in having that response, I mean, that's really yeah. what you're there for. That's why you did it in the first place. Um, hey you know? guys, we got a caller coming in. Uh, we're going to get back back to this topic in just a second, but we have a caller coming in. This is L.A. Hardy. He's a great comedian. Been traveling all around the country. He's having knee What's surgery. What's up, guys? How are you, L.A.? I'm good, man. How are you? Not too bad. How's the knees? Uh, doing much better. I'm broadcasting to you live from the CMP 480 machine that's currently manipulating my leg back and forth, and I've been in it for about six hours today. Yeah, you you had to do three hours on each leg, right? At least, uh, I just got out of the hospital after a double knee uh, replacement. In the hospital, it was a little more time. It was almost like uh, eight hours a day each knee out of 24. Yikes. Wow. So how long is it going to be before you you get back on stage? Uh, It's looking like two weeks right now, which, when you really think about it, is not really a long period of time for somebody to chop you off at the knees, put new knees back in, and turn you right back on stage telling jokes. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) So what was it, football back in high school and college that took your knees out? It wasn't standing up on stage. Man, it was carrying the weight of the world, dog. Uh, <laughs> you know, that had to grind any man's bones to, to bread. <laughs> so I was pretty much, it, was, it was pretty much a sports thing. I did a lot of sports, and uh, unfortunately for me, I was trying to play professional baseball, tore up the knees in college, and then took turns having different uh, – 
uh, surgeries on each knee, so one knee would compensate for the other while I was rehabbing, and one knee would compensate for the other while I was rehabbing, and back and forth. And next thing you know, I, I'm married, I got kids, and I, you know. Well, you're healthy, your knees are fixed, you're going to be back on the road and on tour soon. But you've done some great things. I know we have John on, on the air as well. John's been in L.A. and traveling around for 10-plus years doing comedy. And right on. What's up, John? What's up, L.A.? How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm uh, watching these Bulls and, and the Magic right now and uh, hanging with my kids, just chilling, taking it easy, getting ready to tear it up. It's the first. I mean, it, it's so weird because it's like now that I can't go on stage. I can't wait to get on stage. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna be going back to the USO at all anytime soon? As a matter of fact, I had to cancel one of the gigs because I was doing something with a group called Comics on Duty. We were doing something in DC in April. Uh, they're still doing it, just minus LA Hardy because I can't uh, put a butt in a in a plane seat for for two months. Wow! Uh, I, was oh, supposed, wow. I was supposed to be uh, I was supposed to be headlining the Miami Improv this Thursday, but uh, under doctor's orders, that that's not going to happen unfortunately. And, uh, you know, the Lord has a mysterious way of making other things happen when one door closes. So the amount of work that I'm losing right now is going to pale by comparison, my friends, to the work I'm going to be getting to. There you go. Good for you. You're going to come back bigger, better, and funnier. Yeah. Swing him. All right. (laughs) Kicking. (laughs) Hi, kicking. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Kicking. Kicking and swinging. Nice. So you got any uh, any new TV things coming up? I know you've been on you know a couple of different sitcoms and stuff. Has anybody been reaching out to you about that, LA? Been on a few a few auditions right before the surgery. I didn't want to do too much because I knew I was going to have some downtime. Uh, I noticed lately on the TV schedule you can catch me on Comedy TV, which is a uh, Byron Allen production out of uh, uh, Entertainment Studios, and his uh, comments on comics on TV. Um, uh, what's the show? Jeez, can't even remember the shows I've been on. Uh, uh, Comics Unleashed. Uh, both of those have been playing in rotation, luckily for me, within the last six to eight months. The Comedy.TV, I just got contacted by a booker uh, who just saw it last weekend, so I know I got some things out there. Got a new website coming, looking forward to that. I'm just waiting on the word for the uh, the guy to say, hey, time to pay me. And, hey, can't and, uh, be paid. Yeah, once we pull once we pull that out of the hat, man, I expect some big things in 2012 towards the end of the year and the middle of the year. Because I'm going to be booking some of my own stuff. I got my own tour, which is the uh, uh, I, I do it with a young lady named Tracy Tedesco. It's called the Group Therapy Tour. She's Dr. Dina. I'm Dr. For Real, the Black Dr. Phil. I'm here to help in any relationship situation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You gonna grow a sweet stash for that? A sweet stash? Are you kidding? I'm gonna, you know I'm going to get that point on stash, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it only takes me two days. I'll but, catch but, up you with know, you, buddy. I'm, 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 the brother, I'm the brother, so it's not going to be that big, that big wide one. I'm going to get like that little Hitler. That little Hitler. That little nice. Hitler <laughs> what better way to, you know, make make fun of it, you know? Yeah. you gotta, you got to reinvent yourself every day, they tell me. No doubt. Now, it's funny. I'm surprised. L.A.'s been on pain pills and whatever medicines, and he's... You're sounding pretty clear, man. Would you just take time to sober up before you called in? No, you're exactly right, because as of today, I'm off of the pain pills, and I'm now making sense and able to make phone calls, because for the last week or so, I refused to talk to anyone on the phone 
uh, for fear of being held to something that I said that I would never remember. <laughs> Uh, I had that happen once. There were all kinds of crazy things coming out of my mouth, and I was having crazy dreams that I normally wouldn't have. And I'm like any other comic, you know, I've dabbled in pharmaceuticals, but (laughs) this this was a full immersion. I mean, Uh, the kind of pain that they were saying I was going to have and the kind of drugs they were giving me for that pain, I hadn't even heard of. And one of them was uh, uh, the lauded. And it comes to you in a drip off of a uh, an IV. Mm-hmm. Dude, you don't even know your you don't even know your own name on this stuff. I mean, you look <laughs> at yourself going, "Fuck you, man." And <laughs> so got I any more. <laughs> I, I woke up one night and I had a dream that the whole operation that I had just had was just a dream. It was like something out of a movie. <laughs> and then I went to get up out of bed. And almost fell on my face, and I realized, okay, this is not a dream. This is just really good drugs. <laughs> and I'm gonna get get me some for the, like, for the way home. Really good drugs. Yeah, right. It's some kind of drugs that only mostly white people do, because <laughs> brothers can't even happily happily pronounce some of these words. Give Spell him, Delauded. give him my address. Spell the law. I bet you could spell it. You, I'm All sure right. you can, man. You, got, you could probably chop up aspirin and sell it to half the people down here in Florida. Get diluted. Dude, I couldn't. I couldn't even. I couldn't spell it. I had never heard of it before. But once they gave it to me, I wanted more of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, La, I want to. I want to have you give a little advice to um, everybody, and also to Alyssa, because Alyssa's getting ready in the next few months to make a big move for her comedy career, going towards New York, and you've traveled you. all over. Thanks. Good I appreciate you. that. Thank you. No, it's just, it's just be, tr- be true to the craft. Love it for the love and the passion that you have for doing what we do. And the rest will take care of itself. I mean, if you're getting into it just for the money, good luck on that. Um, the love of, of this game is, mm-hmm. is what propels people to do things that a normal person would never think to do. Because most people would think a lot of things in reality. We, we don't think about reality. Mm-hmm. Because you can't otherwise you you'll never do it nope. but making that commitment making that that jump to hyperspace that's a that's a big deal and that says to the universe that now you're ready to do something that only a percentage of the population can even dream about doing yeah. and that's the impossible which is what we do every day nice um so listen i know you tired you know you have all you're, are you in the machine right now or are you done and for the night I, I, I turned it off for a little bit to talk to you guys because I didn't want to make too much noise. And uh, my kids kind of came in and took over my room. My son's sitting here sleeping on my shoulder right now. Aww. And uh, I'm going to probably, that's probably going to be it for the evening. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I, 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 uh, I'm going to take a few more drugs and uh, a different kind of drug just make me sleep. And nice. uh, that'll be it for the day, man. I'm taking it easy right now. All right. Well, listen, L.A., I know why, you know, the next two weeks while you're home, you know my show's every Monday. You're welcome to call in again. Give us another update. Have some fun over the next couple of weeks while you're home. Next would week, love to do it. All right. Next week, we're actually going to have one of the local bookers at Snappers Comedy Club here in, in the studio. Oh, you're going to have uh, Bob. Bob Burr. Are you familiar with him? I know Bob very well. Bob's a very good gentleman. All right. So we're going to expect you to call that and say hello to Bob. But Bob's going to call, basically coming in to talk about for the younger comedians like myself and people even younger that are want to find out how to get on you know on stage at snappers and other clubs you know what's the best way to approach a booker 
how to act when you're at the club, things that people are questioned about. I mean, because everybody thinks they should walk in after their first open mic and say, when am I getting paid? Not normally the way yeah, to approach uh, that's people. A, that's, a, that's a big obstacle for a lot of people who have listened to people who actually never went very far and uh, taking some bad advice. I mean, you shouldn't even be thinking about getting paid for quite a while mm-hmm. until you're worthy of being paid. Yeah, I remember. Uh, you know, until you put yourself in a position where you, you've done some things, uh, you know, take your time. Just yeah. try to get on as many stages as you possibly can. Try to do it in as many places as you possibly can, as far away from home as you possibly can, so you're not caught up in the stereotypes and the idiosyncrasies of the other ten guys that you rode in the car with uh, to the gig. There you go. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much. Hopefully we'll hear from you again next week. Stay strong, get healthy, and be good to the kids. And maybe we'll speak to you next week, L.A. Sounds good. I'm L.A. Hardy doing it for the people with David Foote. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, L.A. Have a good one, L.A. Good luck in New York. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. Thanks. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Visit L.A. Good luck, guys. All right. Thanks. And you can visit L.A. at LAHardy.com, and there'll be a new website up soon. Have a good Add one. Add me on Facebook. I'm on there, too, under La Hardy, L.A. Hardy, H-A-R-D-Y. No punctuation in my fan page. Please like me. L dot A dot Hardy H A R D Y doing it for the people. There you go. I'll put a copy of the show on on your page tomorrow, L A. You the man. All right. Have a good night. Thanks, guys. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Bye bye. You still there, John? Yes, sir. All right. So that was pretty cool. I thought he was. Actually I liked still, him. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was actually still in the hospital. So I'm glad to hear that he's home. Yeah, and he seems in very good spirits and very oh. clear-headed, and he's. I I love the fact that he's jonesing to get back in. You know, oh, yeah. that's all I ever feel. As soon as I'm off stage, I want to go back on. You know, so yeah, I understand I mean, that. And he's been around for a long time. He's he's definitely over twenty years in the business, so it's just got to be an itch and that he can't scratch. I mean, he's dying to get back on stage. I'm sure. I love hearing that from older comics. Just the fact that the, that that feeling never goes away. I love that. That's all I ever want. Have you lost that feeling at all yet, John? Or you still get up there like a little schoolgirl, all excited? <laughs> oh man, it's 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 beautiful. It's like a you know, it's like a drug. <laughs> I don't need to lie to dog. I just get on stage, man. <laughs> yeah, once it hits it hits your veins, like I said, once it hits your veins, you can't stop. Just want more and more of it. There you go. It's insatiable. So, John, what projects you got going up? I know we were talking about um, the website that you have going on. Is it MyComedyAct.com? Yeah, yeah. It's a really cool... Uh, the guys that did uh, My School Act in Australia, they like got a, they uh, did it for high school kids. They had bands come up, and then they gave them a $50,000 recording contract and like $20,000 in instruments and gave the school instruments and like blown them all to Sydney and everything. Uh, I got in with those guys, and they're doing this thing called My Comedy Act, and I'm sort of like their uh, their comedian. They they uh they let me pick the prizes, so I pick the things that you know stand up need, you know, uh, gas cards, phones, uh, hotel stays, health insurance, things like that. And it's a really cool, it's an online uh, talent competition, and you go in, and it's free. And all you do is uh, you make up your own profile, and then you send people to it. And it's got uh, 
it's got six different regions. And so the winner of each region gets flown to Los Angeles where, like, Eddie Brill will talk to you and we'll put you up at, like, the Comedy Store or the Laugh Factory or wherever. And uh, it's just a really cool thing. I'm very lucky to be involved in it. So I'm hoping to get at least one of my fellow comedians health insurance. There you go. Health insurance is key. Right? Comedy and health insurance in the same sentence is just inconceivable to me. Uh, it's like an oxymoron. I don't. We need to get in that new thing. Everybody cares about <laughs> the actor writers guild. We need yeah. to get hooked up with them and the... SAG so we yeah. get some insurance. Yeah. I had to stop on the way to the show to get finger band aids. I hurt myself today, in fact. So <laughs> you got to get that little uh, finger condom. Aflac. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what are Aflac. We they help you when the insurance Aflac. doesn't. There Aflac. you go. It's supplemental. Eh. So um, you, were, I was reading a little bit on the uh, on the website for my comedy act, and you guys, people can win a trip out to L.A. There's over twenty thousand dollars in prizes and spending money. Yep. And there'll be TV shows. What was the, what was the TV show they're going to win a spot on? Uh, we're not really sure quite yet. We're still in the process of getting sponsors. Like I have to get, I have to make sure that we get a uh, thousand. The the guy that gives all the money to the My School Act in in Australia said that we needed to get a thousand likes on our our uh, Facebook. And like we're halfway there. I think we're exactly at like five hundred. So as soon as that goes down. We'll know more, but it's like we've got people like Eddie Brill helping us out, and all kinds of like, all kinds of like people that, that I look up to. So you know, the Comedy Zone with Joe Pace is part of it. So there's going to be like work involved, and uh, it's still sort of shaping up, but it's a, it's a good thing, you know. So we got to tell everybody to go to my comedy act on Facebook and like the page because yeah. we're halfway there, and check out the yeah. whole website at mycomedyact.com. Nice. I'm going to go. As a former band nerd, uh, I'm all about this action. So. There you go. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's a good opportunity to get people that don't get out there as much. You're also going to get in front of people from all around the country that never heard of you. Yeah. Very and you're cool. a comic. Why not take any opportunity that comes your way? Hell yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like. I mean, even tell your grandmother to like the page because you might get health insurance. And you know, your grandma wants you to have health insurance. There you go. <laughs> Come on, Grandma. <laughs> Everyone else is doing it. <laughs> so, John, what other uh, what other shows and stuff you got coming up in the next few weeks? Uh, let's see. I'm at the Comedy Store Thursday. I'm uh, headlining, like, in Los Angeles. If you're in L.A., in order, like, you know, at the Comedy Store, at the, uh, the Laugh Factory, or at the uh, Improv, you're going to make, like, $25 a show if you're lucky, maybe 15 but uh, you have to go outside. Like about a, there's a ring of about an hour outside the center of LA that when you start going out there, you can start making money. And I get to go out and do. Uh, I'm doing the frog coming up, and that's in uh, thing called the green frog. It's in Colton. And I'm doing Liam's in Colton, and you know, uh, those are those are mainly like what's coming up. I got a roast coming up. I think that's that's somewhere else. Are you, are you being roasted, or are you participating in roasting someone else? Uh, we're, we're roasting this guy named Justin Mikey, who runs uh, he runs those rooms that I was talking about. So okay. just going in there and, and hosting them up. And, you know, I've got, you know, I'm sure that I, I have the Laugh Factory coming up. So. 
So out of uh, all the clubs that you play out in LA, in L.A., which is your favorite? You go back to the comedy store mostly, don't you? Yeah, but, you know, the the Laugh Factory, there's a different... Okay, this is this is the way L.A. comedy is. Like, the, the comedy store is like a high school keg party. Anybody <laughs> can come, anybody can get fucked up, anybody can say whatever the fuck they want. You know what I mean? And then the improv is like prom. It's like, you know, it's it's more businessy. You've got to kind of, you got to look nice. you got to be a little bit more on your P's and Q's, right? And then the Laugh Factory is like a debutante ball. You have to be invited there, and you have to stand outside for a while, you know? But that's, that's the two. So, like, I like the feeling of high school, but I also really like the debutante ball. And it's cool to go to the prom occasionally, you know? So it's like a different... It's a different thing. It's it's pretty much like you get to decide when you're going out at night, like what kind of what kind of atmosphere that you want to be in. But honestly, I'll go to the cake party most often. Nice. I love it. I think it sounds like fun. And what girl doesn't like to get dressed up? Come on. There you go. <laughs> From sneaks to high heels. Yeah. Exactly. I dig it. No, I haven't been out there yet, but I, I'd be really excited to check that out once uh once I get my butt kicked in New York, maybe I'll head over and right. feel out the LA scene. So, hey, when when you come to when you come to Los Angeles and you too, Dave, if you come out to LA, I can get you on some of the stages out here. I'm not going to say I'm going to get you on like, you know, I'm not going to get you on like a Saturday night at the Laugh Factory or anything, <laughs> but I can definitely get you up at, you know, I'll get you up at the store and probably the Improv or something, you know. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, please, please let me know, man, because I like to help it out. You know, help out other people. Some wonderful comics helped me out when I came out here, so I just want to like pass that on. So please contact me and let me know when you're coming out. Yeah, we will do. And I actually, I don't know if I'm going to do it this year, but I think within a year from today, I would like to go out and try some comedy out in the comedy store and all the places out in LA, but. That's what, you know, when you're not in L.A., you think of L.A. and New York as the places to go once you're you're comfortable with your 10 or 15 minutes and you know you can always get up and do 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm almost there. I can I can guarantee that I'm, I'm comfortable with my 5 to 10, but my 10 to 15 is not always as comfortable. Not yet. You know what you know what I found the most one of the most interesting parts of the journey is at the point that that you don't care. It's not that you don't care not to be funny, but at the point you don't care if other people think you're funny, like that is that's where you want to be. Like you always care. You know, you don't want to go up there and get nothing. But when you're like, fuck it, I don't really care about the you know, about this, I mean, it like loosens you up and everything, you know? I, I and agree. you're going to reach that point probably in like 6 months or so. Good. Yeah, I feel the same way, David. Like that's really, honestly, what it should be. Because in that way, you you obviously gain more confidence, and you're willing to just let go for the sake of a good time. And once you really start enjoying yourself up there, and stop worrying about, you know, why do I keep doing that with my hand, or I keep saying um or but, and you know what I mean. You stop thinking about all the little uh, things that, that happen. That you say your hand because I go back and I either video or I just re, you know, um, or audio record all of my shows. But mm-hmm. on all the videos, I could tell, like, in the first six months, I held whatever phone, I'm sorry, whatever hand I was holding the microphone in was the only hand I could function with. The other one, it was either it was always coming in and out of my pocket. Like, I couldn't <laughs> decide what to do with my other hand. And then I just had to, okay, i got to figure out that other hand's distracting everybody and me because right. it's just floating around there doing crazy shit. Yeah. 
Well, I happen to be so physical that I uh, I use I, I what do you say? They speak Italian. You know, yeah. you speak with your hands. You speak Italian. So, I mean, when I'm up there on stage, it's 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 a matter of just I mean, just large gestures and faces and facial mm-hmm. expression and just you know, but just having it just all come naturally. It's like right. this is the face I would make. Like this is how I would react to the situation. Yeah. Uh, it's all very real. It's all very uh, emotional and very just pushing that emotion out with right. each with each. Uh, really feel it. You know, really feel your act. You know, and, that's and, and John, I've seen her perform two or three times. I I could see when she's on stage that she's very comfortable and she's talking about things as if it was stuff that happened yesterday. Yeah. And that's that's the point that I'm not at yet. I'm not at that comfort where I'm you know, like I'm always planning out a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, she could hop on stage and just do her shtick and go and it's comfortable and I'll get there. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Do you still get like nervous? Do you still get like in your head, or do you get? How how are you? Oh, that that only happened to me one time that I get nervous, and that was <laughs> the very first time that I went on stage. You're not nervous every time? No, not really. Really? But I like I've been a salesman for 25 plus years on commission. Yeah. So I've constantly always been in either a group of five or ten people where I had to kind of command some attention. The reason I got into comedy was because I felt that part of my life was falling off. Like I wasn't as good of a salesman. So I said, well, let me try stand-up comedy to, you know, kind of get my wits back. And it did a great job. You know, I've done much better at work and I make more money on commission, but it sharpened my skills there. And now I need to just step up that game. Well, I guess in the way of what John kind of how he did it was... uh Starting with improv, or at least dabbling in the idea of of, of, of trying out an improv troupe or, or being a part of it, if but briefly, that could really draw you out. Yeah, it really yeah. draws out that acting, that that physicality, that you know, you just you really jump out of your of your yourself. I, you know, I'm definitely thinking I, about getting dabbling in it a little bit. Yeah, what was that, John? Uh, I realized that I just said that. Uh, that uh, it comes a wonderful point where you don't uh, where you don't care what other people think, but I still get nervous. I'm still uh, like, oh, uh, you know what I mean. No matter what crowd, yeah. I'm like, oh, because it's that that energy kind of thing. And then pop up there and get that first laugh, and then it's uh, you know what I mean. So it's right. a it's a weird dichotomy, kind of uh, like I feel like I I juggle with. That's what I. That's why I laughed really. I did the ha laugh at you. David, because you said you didn't get nervous but once, and I'm like, if I go up and I'm not nervous, I think I'd be more worried, just because uh, I think you, you know, nerves are always going to be a part of it. Um, every every crowd is, um, it's it's the unexpected. You don't know how you can get a feel for crowds after a while. Right. You can feel them out as they walk in, as they settle down. Um, are they talking? Are they a talkative crowd? Are they? Is there an energy in the room? Um, you can kind of feel it. You feel your crowds. You feel that. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm good at feeling out the crowd yet. I, I could say that. Maybe that's why I don't, I'm not smart enough to know to get nervous yet. Oh. <laughs> the closest I got to nervous, and maybe it was just a little tongue twisted, was the last time I was at your club, Bowser's, mm-hmm. when I had to follow Eric My- uh, Myers. Because yeah. he's so, he's extremely high energy. Very loud. Very loud. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God, I love it. That almost sounds just like his voice, too, yeah. when he amped up. And you got to follow him and... You know, I'm a fun guy, but I'm pretty, I don't want to say monotone, but I'm not 
I'm not jumping all around. I'm a little calmer on stage. You're very low energy. Yeah, low you know, energy, and just lots very of laughs, but low energy. Soft-spoken, kind of low energy. In a way that it's not like to a disadvantage, it's just that that's your style. Yeah. And to come off of someone who's through the roof, you know, Eric Myers, Dale Jones, um, these these hugely energetic, Tim Polnick. I mean, these guys yeah. in, in the lo- more local scene, I mean, they're just off the wall. And they're me, just, like, I just get up there and I say, you know what? Great. I get to follow him. And I just address <laughs> the fact that I'm following him and I'm, you know, I, sorry about your damn luck, folks. I'm not going to be as funny as the first guy. Or yeah. I just address it that way. And I don't know. The nervous part, hey, I just feel confident in my ability to talk. What were you going to say, John? You know, uh, you know Eric uh, Eric was opening for Hedberg one time. And uh, after, Eric Myers? after his set, Hedberg, Mitch Hedberg, uh, Hedberg came on. He's like, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be as funny as that last guy. So, <laughs> so, like, so, like, it's not, you know, it's not you or anything like that. But the thing is, is that he was, you know, and, right. and you can be, too. It's just, you know, accepting full on yourself. And, you know, fuck Eric Myers. You're funny. You be dang. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's yeah. what they're there to see. That's right. the, that's the idea. I mean, and when you said that, I was like, I, I don't know that I would ever say that to the crowd only because it puts that. That well, puts it in their heads, you know. Fun. Yeah, but you know what I mean? You kind of want to, you you know, without without having to say it to them, you know. Right. You can kind of, you can make a comment toward his energy right. or, you know, like that guy's through the river. Yeah. Wish I'd done a line off the hookers, you know, with him, you know, yeah. before the show or whatever. He's just, <laughs> but well, hey, guys, he is tough to follow. I will admit he that. He, yeah. He's fun and a great guy. Phenomenal. We got about the last couple of minutes of the show. And what I like to do in the last few minutes is give everybody the opportunity to plug any upcoming shows that they may have. I know, John, you were just telling us some stuff. So, Alyssa, what do you got coming up? I know you're actually extending your stay before you go up to New York because you've been hit up with so many different great job opportunities now. Yeah, I've got a lot of uh, opportunities on the line right now, Uh, things I need to, um, you know, kind of smooth out and, um, you know, you know, put a definitive, uh, you know, answer on that. But uh, for what I am absolutely uh, booked for uh, this coming Friday, I'll be doing a comedy show at the Tampa Pitcher Show. Um, nice. And the coolest part being that it's followed by a burlesque show. Nice. So there will be a bunch of naughty old school pinup look uh, type of girlies doing their little dance. And uh, <laughs> I'm excited because I actually do a pinup style um, or I have I have done pinup modeling and mm-hmm. I also – Kind of bring a little bit of a unique old school look to the stage, and yes, um, I really dig the idea of being able to do something in in the line of uh, that, that that type of era and that style uh, with someone to follow with the same thing. So I, it's just so cool. I, I dig it. So that'll be at the Tampa Picture Show uh, in Tampa on Northdale Labry uh, this Friday at ten thirty, right. and then like I said, coming next Tuesday uh, will be Bowser's next open mic show uh, that I run in Dunedin. Um, just check it out. Uh, Bowser's is on Facebook, uh, B-A-U-S-E-R-S. And also I am about to, uh, I guess, kind of announce my new website uh, that I've been putting together and really excited about. So funnyalyssa.com, check it out, and um, also see me on Facebook. When, when, I know you have your old page up. When do you expect the new page to be up? That'll be up within the next couple of days, actually. All right, great. So it's schnazzy. I'm now, loving it. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I, I thought, you know, you got a lot of nice pictures on here. And I, when I first went on, I saw there's not a lot of stuff on there. So I'm looking forward to seeing 
how you're enhancing it. And you said you're using Wix. I am using Wix. It's so easy, and it's it's you know it's hard when you're starting out as a comic to throw out six hundred bucks or something for some guy to put together your website. And now they have so many new programs and websites for do it yourself. And the templates are you know you have so many amazing options to work with. And uh, I found Wix to be incredibly simple for someone who's incredibly inept at computers as i am so So uh, yeah there you go everybody if you're a comic or any other kind of entertainer and you want to make yourself a website wix.com that's w-i-x.com yeah john you got a website as well right that's john clark Clark comedy.com all right and you got your you got a calendar on there and everything you got coming up Yep, and uh, Facebook, John Clark Comedy, and Twitter, John Clark Comedy. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm that, but funny Alyssa all over. There you so, go. So, John, I'm going to check you out. All right, thanks, Alyssa. I can't wait to uh, make it out to L.A. and uh, hope to hook up uh, with you and uh, get on some stages, man. That'd be great. Oh, definitely. Please do, both of you guys. I'm serious about that. All right, thank you. We appreciate the offer. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another fine show on Comedy Slam Radio. And let's be frank, we are going to see you next week with Bob Burr from Snappers. And we're going to talk about what it takes to get on stage, learn a little bit, and help everybody move forward in their comedy career. Everybody stay funny, and we'll speak to you soon. John, stay on the line when we first get off, and we'll speak to you guys later. Yes, sir. What was that? I'll tell you what that was. That was another fine show from ComedySlamRadio.com, where we put the .com in comedy.